What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Hero Zero. We're back again, just picking one comic book character, as we always do, and just kind of giving you a general rundown of their ins and outs, their goods, their, their bads, uh, their... Their, um, their oh, doormans. Their doormans and their mat-reading lads. All, all that stuff is covered. Oh, and US Archer, who must be in the top five we've ever done, Sean. Oh, at least top ten. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, I should say. <laughs> I'm introducing my co-host, Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? Oh, thanks. I'm, I'm good. Uh, I've, I'm very frequently not introduced. Just we lead right into a story. I feel like that's not true in any way. No, what it is, it's a very new form of podcasting. People can just <laughs> drop in and out with a conversation. They don't need to know anything about who's talking or about what. That's actually a good idea. Maybe we'll just keep bringing random people in. Just halfway through. Yeah, just never address it. Never address it. And then halfway through, like, one weird new story. Like, imagine if we did uh, US Arthur set. And like halfway through when I mentioned Baron Von Blimp, somebody else's voice just came in and was like, ha, huh, that's a great story, Connor. That's a good one. <laughs> and you were just like, thanks, and then went right back to the report. Yeah, and mentioned it again. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody be listening like, did I just hear? No, no. I did... uh, do I have was to rewind? Talk- no, no. It was- that was weird. Um, so this is Hero <laughs> Zero. Amazing. We should do that. <laughs> where we pick one comic book character and we kind of give you a rundown. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, most of the time they're bad. Um, and this week, it bad is my week. Fun. Bad ones are fun. But the good ones, I find, are actually also fun because you get to actually educate people. Um, not that we're educators <laughs> in any way, but I also read Wikipedia. So now I can tell you Wikipedia in a short form. It's very handy. <laughs> All of Wikipedia. <laughs> I've read it all, so I've covered the whole aspect. Uh, I just really wanted to get all the aspects down before I started this report. And uh, this week, uh, as I said, it is my week, so I am going to be covering Poison Ivy, Sean. Poison Ivy? Yes. What do you know about Poison the... Ivy? Uh, she's played by Uma Thurman oh, in okay. Batman and Robin. We're going to get this straight up. This is not Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy, where she's making weird sexual innuendos to, like, um, Alicia Silverstone, uh, and then... The, oh, also, this is a side note, right? But let's just... I want to get this out of the way. This is a bit of trivia for Poison yeah. Ivy. Do you know the plan of the 1997 Batman and, Batman and Robin movie? No. I so just know pl- it exists. So the plan, so Mr. Freeze is the bad guy, Big Arnie, yeah. and Poison Great. Ivy, Uma Thurman is the bad guy, and this was everybody's first introduction to Poison Ivy, and everyone was like, wow, this is going to be great. It was not great, but the plan was, the two of them worked together, but Pi- Mr. Freeze, I don't know, Poison Ivy wanted a world full of plants, and Mr. Freeze, this might surprise you, Sean, but Mr. Freeze wanted to freeze the earth. Now... I'm not but, saying do- those Connor. two things. <laughs> I'm not saying those two things can work together. I'm just saying you can't have much flowers if the whole place is fucking ice. And you can't have a load of ice if the whole place is covered in flowers. <laughs> Actually, so, I think I think flowers would lose to ice in that fight. <laughs> so like, it's, it's rock paper scissors flowers. Yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I just. I lo- I hate that movie with a passion. More, I love it, but I also hate it. When you think about it, the fact that they decided to put those two, out of every villain Batman has had, the two of them are in that movie working together for some unknown reason. 
But at least Bane was good. Oh, they did classic Bane. Oh, just beautiful, <laughs> beautiful Bane. Um, so we're going to start off Poison Ivy this week. Um, Poison Ivy was created by Robert Kanaher and artist Sheldon Moldoff in 1966. So they created Poison Ivy because they realised that Batman had basically no female villains. Um, which, I mean, it was the 60s, very sexist time, what can you do? But... Uh, Look, women can be bad people too. <laughs> women can be bad people too, exactly, Sean. All about the equality for the murderers. So, Cat- <laughs> Catwoman was one of Batman's villains, but they were also kind of just in a relationship, so she was kind of an anti-hero, more so than a yeah. villain. Um, so they said, right, we're going to need someone who's actually a villain, because all we have is this guy who loves ice, and he's not great. So... We'll never get a film out of him. (laughs) No, never. So they decided to create this new uh, villainess as, and she was going to be plant-based. Now I don't know why they chose plant-based. I think it was kind of partially inspired by um, a short story called Rappuccini's Daughter. I think it's called. And Sorry, you, this is yeah. more effort than you've ever put into a report. I know, I know, I'm really gone in here. But Rappuccini's Daughter is like this small short story involving um, a character who loves plants and shit, right? Are you, are you with me? So they've kind of based it off That's that. the cliff notes. <laughs> That's the cliff... Look, to give you the rundown, she loves fucking plants. She's all about it. Oh. So, oh. <laughs> so they envisioned Poison Ivy as this kind of beautiful tempstress, Sean. They're like, That's a that's a great way to put it. She's a beautiful it's a tempstress. a great word. Yeah. Much like me. You are the greatest word I know. So she's obsessed with dangerous plants and is basically immune to toxic effects. So that was kind of their idea. They also created her look after the famous model Betty Page, who has bright orange hair and wears green. And she has green eyes. Fair enough. So that fits, want that fits with the character. It does fit with the character. So the origins are um, Dr. Pamela Lillian Isley grew up in Seattle. Now, that was changed. She used to have a, a southern accent, uh, a southern drawl. Yeah, she used to have a sudden draw. A I do declare draw, uh, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I do declare. Oh, God. Uh, that's a terrible accent. But she did have one of them. But then they, they did the new 52. So Poison Ivy is one of those characters that she had a whole backstory and then they did the new 52 and they kind of changed a lot of the aspects of it. Um... So I've kind of just done a mishmash of the two of them, because some of the old origin stories are also good. So you kind of you kind of put the best bits of both of them, and that's kind of how I see the character. Yes, the entire character history you're kind of doing. Yeah. So Dr. Pamela Lillian Isley grew up in Seattle. She was the daughter of a wealthy vet. Uh, they, or sorry, she was the daughter of wealthy parents, but they. They didn't. They didn't really talk to her. They, she loved plants, but they were like, "Go outside." Well, we well, have to. Well, count that's our, what the plants are. We have to count our money. That's what they said, Sean. That's. I that's think what that's they how said we, to her. Their infant child. Is that what wealthy people do? I. I'm not down with like rich people, so I don't know. Yeah, they keep kicking me out of the country club, but I think <laughs> that's yeah. how it works. I think they dabbed their tears with $100 bills, yeah. I think that's how it works. They so dab? What? They, they <laughs> just, I'm just imagining an old white man dabbing now. Okay, um, so in college, she specialised in botany and toxi- toxicology, 
and was a Perfect. very pr- yeah it might surprise you but she was into plants now I'm not saying mm. that she studied them but she was very into them um, just when she becomes a super villain everyone's like there were never any signs <laughs> Oh, how could we have picked it? This one ignored child who was rich but loved plants has suddenly become poison ivy. <laughs> um, so she was a very promising but naive student and her professor, Dr. Jason Woodrow, later known as the Floronic Man, which is close to Florida Man, if you really want to put it in. <laughs> is he as unlucky and terrible as Florida Man? Uh, he is, he's also terrible, but in different ways. He's, I don't know if he's as idiotic. Um, okay. So her professor seduced her, hoping to persuade her into becoming a human test subject for his experiments. Not the nicest chap. No, um, this also happens in Batman and Robin, let me just say. <laughs> no, we're not counting that as canon. In any way, that does not happen. <laughs> he does not seduce her in Batman is, is, doesn't she just, like, fall into a bunch of chemicals and then she just becomes poison Well, she's mad about him. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's, like, fancies him. For some reason. And then, yeah. Because, yeah, by all accounts, he's a prick. Isn't he played by, um... He's played by the guy who uh, played Lex Luthor's father in Smallville. I can't remember he his is. name. Yeah, but he and, looks. But 25-year-old Uma Turban was really into him. Like, fucking yeah. in love with him. Loved him. Loved him to pieces. <laughs> so, her professor seduced her, hoping to persuade her to become the test subject, as as true love always happens. That's, that's the natural steps. Um, so, then he gave her a key to his apartment afterwards. It was very strange. Um, <clears throat> but these experiments, according to Isley, were torturous. Twice she was nearly killed and ended up in hospital for six months. So if she ended up in hospital for six months, that's like a year of her life. Twice. Already gone. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Woodrow Flynn... But love, Connor. (laughs) She was so in love with him. (laughs) Now put me back in that plant. Um, Woodrow fled the authorities. (laughs) And while Isley was left with a changed psychology. um, Or physiology, I should say. <clears throat> toxins toxins in her bloodstream made her touch deadly and immune to all poisons. So basically, all of these experiments he kept doing on her, eventually they started taking a hold, and she became immune to all toxins. And basically, no poisons affect her anymore. So she became basically, not like, invincible to all sort of spores, or anything in the air, Um and bacteria and fungi, so none of that matters to her anymore. Uh, she doesn't have to wash her hands after the bathroom. She's a filthy bitch. Um, oh, so, no. Yeah. That's oh. rule one of bathrooms. <laughs> rule one. Um, <laughs> she also gained the ability to produce pheromones that she could use to seduce men into doing her bidding. Unfortunately... Ah, uh, there the you results, go. There's the weird yeah. 60s sexism. Y- yeah, so they were like... They were so good. They were like, right, she's going to be immune. She's going to be real strong. She's going to overcome this uh, abusive uh, mentor that she had in college. But then also, she's going to real like seducing men because she's real sexy and stuff, you know? Real skimpy outfit. Yeah. Um, oh, so- yeah, you have to have the skimpy outfit. <laughs> sure. How could she do any crime in trousers? You couldn't. You'd be, you'd you be couldn't. caught... The, the, you know, the wind would get you and it'd be flapping around the place. It'd be a nightmare. Oh, it's not threatening at all. You need bare <laughs> legs to be a criminal. <laughs> bare, bare legs and knee-high boots. It's the only way to do it. 
That's um, it. That's it. <laughs> so, also, very strangely, because it's the 60s, they wanted to really, really put the nail in this all-females coffin. So they've already taken away her identity. She's been abused. They've also made her immune, so they've given her something back. But then her, yeah. she lives to seduce men, so kind of back on the other side. Also, all these experiments made her barren, so she couldn't have any children, Sean. That's a nice little touch to have in a comic oh. book, isn't it? I think that's a very that fun... Is... <laughs> Man, that's kind of... They specifically tough, added that. They specifically added that Why as is a that character infor- trait. <laughs> Why is that information necessary? <laughs> Somebody in a boardroom's like, no, we really need to fucking drive this home, right? Lads, we're going have... to get letters. <laughs> yeah, one old man somewhere is going to be like, why can she still have children? So they had to make her yeah, barren. That's but, but why, though? Well, no, you surely, wanna... surely that takes out an interesting plot point that could happen in the future. Ah, you say that, Sean, but my story that I have chosen for Poison Ivy actually devolves into that. Um, oh. it's, not, it's not fun, but it's sad because as more oh. stories that involve a woman who's barren and can't have children, it's not the not the brightest topic to be about the place. So, um, we. So then she was enraged by her betrayal, so she's enraged by the professor's betrayal, which you would be, I mean, she was in hospital for like a year, and she became immune to all the shit. Um, She suffered violent mood swings. She later caused a boyfriend to have a car accident by bringing a massive fungal overgrowth in his lungs. So... Jesus! Yeah, so she went on with her life, and then... She has a boyfriend, they're having a scrap in the car, and she makes him have a fungal overgrowth in his lungs while sitting beside him. Bit of an overreaction. I, yeah, it's pretty bad, but it's also a pretty cool way to kill someone, if you got that power. That's true, but imagine, like... But the thing is, like, if, if they didn't know about her powers, that would never come back to her. No, never. You could kill as many people as possible. They could just be like, why are all these people... Why do they all have fungus in their lungs? Doesn't make any sense. Uh, the renting conditions these days. You know, <laughs> oh, don't, don't get me started. Um, so then she eventually, this is, was what caused her to move out of Seattle. So she's after killing this chap and she's like, fuck, better run. And she got her little stick and she has like a little bag at the end of the stick and she ran off. Um, oh, a little so bindle. She, yeah, a little bindle. And then she went off to Gotham City and uh, her first act while coming to Gotham City, you'd think, lay low. Maybe lay low for a while, you know, let's just let the heat die down. No, no, yeah, no. maybe don't kill anyone. Maybe don't kill anyone. No, no, no. Her first act there was threatening to release her suffocating spores into the air unless the city met her demands. Thus, she became what were poison her, ivy. <laughs> what were her demands? What did she <laughs> want on day one? <laughs> Probably money. I don't know. Her parents are multi-millionaires. <laughs> yeah, but they ignored her, Sean. And she has she's... a degree in toxicology. Yeah, and baton- botany, but... Botany. Sa- botany, botany. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, she likes money, and she likes holding things to ransom. I like that the first day she's there. Oh, get it out of the way now. Yeah, it's going to happen eventually, so you it's... might as well just let people know what they're in for. She went from step one to step ten. She went from step one, poor victim, to killing boyfriend in the car and then demanding ransom. Look, if you're going to do it, fucking do it, you know. Yeah, 
and releasing suffocating spores into the air. That's just not sound. That's just not. But like, also, giving away your powers on the first day, you know. <laughs> Maybe it's a bit of it's a like the it's like jail. You walk up to the biggest man. She went to the gob. She walked straight up to Batman. Said fuck you. Maybe that's the case. Yeah, that seems that mm. seems like a sensible thing to do to a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we all know, Batman's a bigger lunatic than all these fucking lunatics. So my story, Absolutely. my story that was well, normally we choose a comic book story. Uh, all of Ivy's comic book stories are all over the place. Um, there's no none really that stood out to me other than some that was she was involved with the Birds of Prey. I was going to do one of them, um, but then I said what I'll do is instead is I will choose my favorite Poison Ivy episode from Batman the Animated Series. Because, Ooh. I mean, you can't go wrong with Batman the Animated Series, and it's technically canon, so... Well, not really, but it's the, the animated canon, what can you do? Um, it might as well be. It might as well be. So, uh, that the episode I'm choosing is called House and Garden, and to give you a bit of a rundown, so the episode starts, there's this big giant green creature, right? He's absolutely massive. Think, think you, right? But, like, lower by a few yeah. inches. Like... He's an absolute unit oh. of a lad. Absolute unit. So he's going around and he's destroying everything. Just destroying shit. And he keeps he keeps uh, he keeps attacking really rich people, right? Oh. Um, you could even say he's kind of plant-like in his appearance shot. So I think I know who this might be. <laughs> no, no. Kiko, it's, you haven't cracked it just yet. So... Um, he's going around, he's attacking rich people, and then what he does is he steals one of the rich kid's children, and then he demands a ransom. He leaves a ransom note, even though he's like seven foot tall and can't speak any English. He leaves a little ransom note, and then he's right. like, pay me five million dollars, or you'll never see your kid again. And of course the rich people pay him, and he's like, bring a suitcase here, and then he attacks him, and then he steals the suitcase, and now he's five million dollars up. And he's been doing this for months, so... The, a load of rich kids are after being kidnapped and they can't figure it out. Um, so Batman comes in onto the case, as is his wad, as he normally does. Um, and he says, don't you worry, Kamish, I'll get it. So he, and he says, for, don't call me Kamish. <laughs> don't call me Kamish, I'm Robin. And he says, sorry, I was looking the wrong <laughs> way. So um, he says, obviously it's Poison Ivy. Um, and so they then they realised Poison Ivy was released from Arkham as she passed all of her medicals and all of her uh, mental uh, assessments. Uh, and she's been actually living... She got married and is living with one of her psychologists um, oh. out, just outside of Gotham. And she's become stepmother to his two children. Right. So then they, they go out to meet them and Poison Ivy introduces her new husband and everything seems basically normal they have a full chat with poison ivy and she's just like no no I, ha- I haven't done anything wrong i'm just here looking after the two boys um and you know chris and kelly they're the children and i'm just looking nice, after Cri- Cri- chris and kelly and i'm just being a good good stepmom the best i'm doing the best i can do bats and batman's like i'm suspicious but okay i'll let you go this time um so then he co- he goes back and he's like he still can't figure it out he's like but who's causing all these crimes? It's a big green monster, absolute unit of a lad. But it's not Poison Ivy, because she's clearly doing all that stuff. 
I, then it goes to Gotham University, and Mr. Dickie Grayson, everyone's favourite dick. Dickie? Um, little Dickie? Dick, little Dickie Grayson is in college, and you'll never guess what happens. The absolute unit of a fucking plant man steals, kidnaps Dickie Grayson. Just Oh no. Because you, if you forget, Dickie Grayson is officially the son of Bruce Wayne, who's a very rich man. So little Dickie gets kidnapped. And uh, then there's a is there's he a, is he a fighty boy at this point or is he no he's a fighty boy but he was he was caught off guard uh, right Frank right. doesn't know Dickie Grayson is of course Robin well he's called Dick Grayson but we just call him Dickie for no reason um, I'm assuming we're good friends <laughs> if, if if you listen to this I'm assuming you know who Dick Grayson is so uh, little Dickie. He he is a fighter, but he was caught off guard because he was caught off guard by the one thing that always hinders Dick Grayson. He was tinking with his dick because he was chatting up oh, this girl. <laughs> he was chatting no. up a girl. He was chatting up a girl called Cindy, and she turned away. And he turned his back, and then when he turned back around, it was an, the the big fucking plant man fucking attacked him. So he was little Dicky. Little Dicky hindered Big Dicky. Is what I'm saying. Um, so, ah, nice one. <laughs> so they leave a ransom note, and they're like, "Bruce Wayne, you pay us all this money, or you'll never see your son again." Which is, I mean, what they've Bruce been doing. Bruce is like, "Fine." Bruce is like, "I don't care. I've got like seven other Robins all lined up, ready to go. Fuck that." Um, but then eventually, Bruce is like, "Okay." And so when Bruce gets into his car, the fucking big plant man is in the back seat and he does one of those things where he puts his arm around Bruce's mouth and he's like, you give... And so the big plant man's talking and he's like, you give me five million dollars uh, and bring it to the docks at midnight or else, right? One of those kind of things. Okay, yeah. Who are we suspicious of now? I think it could be Bane. I think Bane could be involved in this somehow. Um, I think it's Swamp Thing. You think it's Swamp Swamp Thing could technically, yeah, that that could work. Um, so Bruce returns <laughs> to the manor. He gets all the money ready, uh, and but then he, but what that day? So this is the next day. The the plan was like that at midnight tomorrow. I want all the money. So Bruce decides that the next day he's gonna follow Poison Ivy everywhere. Just everywhere she goes, right? So he's outside the house in the morning, say, when she's making the food for the two kids before they go to school. And he's like, he's like broad daylight up in the middle of the tree, covered in complete black. Not in any way hidden, just with two binoculars. Oh, man. Just, <laughs> just look at her. Go on. Like, surely I was thinking he'd go, like, cut eye holes in a newspaper kind of a deal. No, no. Oh, yeah. Well, he is the world's greatest detective, so maybe that's not out of the case. But he, um, <laughs> he, 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 he's like literally up in a fucking tree in broad daylight in his fucking Batman gear. He didn't even use uh, Patches Malone, which is Bruce's other alter ego, where he has this little mustache, <laughs> and he's just pretending. I did not. To... <laughs> I never knew about that. Did you not know about Patches Malone? That's Patches... new information on my end. Patches Malone is literally Bruce Wayne, but he puts a little fake mustache on. But he literally just looks like Bruce Wayne with a mustache. <laughs> so the most famous Jesus man in Gotham. Christ. And he did. He's just like he puts on this weird accent, and then he he becomes Patches Malone. But that's it. Might be Matches Malone. Is it Matches or Patches? I don't know. It's terrible. Patches um, sounds anyway. funner. <laughs> Patches does sound fun. So he's following Ivy all that day. She sends the kids off to school. Then she goes into town. Then she um goes to sh- she goes shopping. She comes back. Like it's a completely normal day. So that kind of confuses them even more. 
he's like what the fuck like she literally has done nothing in any way criminal I can't get her anything and then eventually like she drives back home and the kids go inside she picks up from school and then uh, she without turning around she just like says to him are you happy now like you've seen this is my day this is my life and then because she knew he was watching her all day and so oh. he, he, he's like okay I believe you right I gotta go stop this big fucking monster from destroying my dicky. He didn't say it like that. <laughs> no. <but laughs> he, it was yeah, implied. Dick is probably getting tortured and killed right now, so I should probably go. <laughs> Look, I got stuff on. We're all very busy people, Pamela. I gotta go off. So, <laughs> um, he eventually goes to the docks. Big monster guy attacks him. Him and Dicky get out of there. Uh, on, in the car on the way back, so he saves, as he is one to do, he saves uh, Richard. Um, so they're dri- they're driving home. Sir, young Richard. So they're driving young home uh, in the car, and um, Dick says that he actually went to college with uh, the psychologist or psychiatrist. Sorry, that uh, Pamela Isley is married to. And so, oh. and Bruce is like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. And then he's what a like, coincidence! Yeah, he's like, I went to college with him, but you know, he never actually he wasn't seen that much in his last year because he had two two children, and called oh. Chris and called Chris and Kelly, and but no, that all makes sense. And Bruce, is, is like, oh, that's not the shocking bit. Sorry. No, no, wait, wait for me, wait for it. And then they're like, they're still driving along, and then Dick says, but you know what? And Bruce says, what? D- Chris and Kelly were girls. And everyone's like, <gasps> "What?" So they go what back the to fuck? they go to Pamela's house, Miss Poison Ivy. They gotta go back to the house. They 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 realize right. This is this is the most fucked up take right. They realize that she had kidnapped the original uh, psychiatrist, and she had been wrapping him in plant vines and cloning him to make two sons. Right, called Chris and what? Kelly, and after three or four days, they would could they would die, and she would have to grow two more children and another husband. Right, so every oh four days God. she's on a rotation of growing a family. Right, over and over and over again, and by the fourth day, um, they all so they get more deformed as the four days go on, because like the clones get worse, so. First day, second day, third day, they're grand. Uh, sorry, first day, they're a baby. And then the second day, they they grow up to be like 10 or 11. And then the third day, they're, they're like getting a bit getting a bit big. Fourth day, they grow, they grow into those big green monsters that have been attacking people. So she has been growing these children over and over again. And she's been growing the husband off his blood, off the original psychiatrist's blood. Right? That's insane. <laughs> this is a cartoon. <laughs> this is the plot That's line. That's warped, man. So, so Batman is. That's why they couldn't figure out what was going on because she has been every night. Uh, she just had a normal greenhouse, but it was underneath that that Batman never looked. That she had this whole secret big fucking greenhouse, secret greenhouse, big lab, and she's growing a family every every four days or five days. And the only reason that she can only why the only reason she was caught was because the two kids are boys instead of girls. But she could only grow boys because she was growing them off the father's blood. 
So she can only clone right. males. She can only clone males. So that's why she got caught because she couldn't gl- clone the females off only the father's blood. That's pretty <laughs> cool. That's a pretty it, good like reason for it. It's a really good story. Like it's really really good. Um, why this is not very fun is because then she realizes then you realize that she was only doing this because she can't have kids and she tried to go straight. But this was her version of like on the straight and narrow she made her own family which you have to admire you know she she was trying trying yeah, to be she, good she was trying um, but she did ruin that that psychiatrist's life like he he was missing for several months he just had a big plant man take his place very true uh, yes what happened to the original kids uh the original kids were actually staying with their mother, so it was the two girls, and the mother oh, had okay. they, the mother had custody, um, but she just made it up that the father had gotten custody and that they were looking after the two kids, and she was their stepmother. So she had it. She had like it all planned out. But I really love that story, and that's like that's classic Poison Ivy because she's not your average villain in terms of um, she doesn't just do things. Now she does like money. But mostly she's doing things with an agenda. She's very smart in how she works. And the best villains, as we all know, are the ones who have a bit of truth to what they're saying. So, like, she's saying we need to save the world. But what she's doing is she's going way too far the other way. That she's like, we need to save the plants and all the world. But the best way to do that is to kill all the humans. So, that kind of thing. Yeah. She has a good... Like, on paper, she's doing well. Yeah, on paper she's very, she's very like you'd agree with her. You'd vote for her into Congress, but at the same time, absolutely, she's like, she's like let's kill you and all your children because you're all stealing up all the oxygen. Counterpoint, like, <laughs> counterpoint, maybe not. Look, I'm just, I'm, it's a wild one, but maybe we don't kill everyone. Um, but so we're her, just spitballing here. <laughs> so her powers are and abilities. Uh, her powers are the fact that she can control all plants. She has a semi-mystical connection to the plant world through a force called the Green, which I don't know what that is. Jesus. But some comic book writer created that in the seventies, and it's just called the Green. It's like the Speed Force. That a marijuana force. reference? <laughs> Maybe. It's like her version of the Speed Force. She can tap into it, so she can manipulate right. and animate at plants using roots to form supports for a tunnel um, she controlled an entire tree once to come down on Clayface if oh. <laughs> if that's a nice story um, I don't know why that would do because Clayface could just like melt around it it, it wouldn't really be useful in any way um, that's true like throwing things at Clayface not a great plan <laughs> not the best plan um, she also has pheromone control so she's able to seduce men and women often using pheromones to do so but even without the pheromones her beauty is still an asset that she can use to seduce Sean uh, basically Aww. if she kisses you you're fucked and then you come under unless her you're wearing rubber lips unless you were wearing rubber lips like Chris O'Donnell found out to his own to his own not cost to the opposite of his cost uh, in 1997's, to his benefit, in the 1997 classic, Batman and Robin, he wore rubber lips, and that's what you need. That's <clears throat> Look, we all have our rubber lips in our pocket at all times. <laughs> we do. I always carry mine. Um, she, she also has a, a thing called toxicinesis, which is a deliberate overdose of plant and a- 
animal-based toxins in her bloodstream that makes her touch deadly. So both her touch is deadly and she's immune to all toxins. So think of like, think of Rogue in X-Men, but she's just like completely poisonous that you're fucked basically if you touch her. Unless you ha- right. are immune as well. Um, or, or again, rubber. Unless, unless of course, yes. Look, that's always hanging in the background. That people can wear rubber lips, Sean. It's, it's do you all think it's there. Safe to Google rubber lips. Definitely not. But do it anyway. It might be fun. Okay, give me a second here. Oh, it's a song. That's good. Oh, good. Oh no. Okay. Oh. Oh boy. Have you seen things that you can't unsee? Look, I mean, I'm a changed man. Yeah, okay, good stuff. You should have worn your rubber, li- rubber lips when you were Googling it. It would have protected you. It <laughs> protects everyone. So, um, she also has skin pigment manipulation. Now, um, in depending on the era, or depending on, um, say, New 52 or whatever, she can be green. She started off looking like a normal human who just loved plants, and then she got greener as the things were done. And I'm pretty sure she's, like, a very light shade of green now. Like, her skin is green. She just looks sick. <laughs> she just looks real sick all times. So, um, it kind of depends on the issue you're reading. Sometimes they change her colour. And most of the time, they just make her wear, like, nothing but leaves. Because she started off with, like, lots of clothes. And then slowly, she's losing all of the clothes. And just replacing it with various plants. Revering, yeah, and she's getting greener as well. So it's a it's a strange concept. What can you do? Uh, her, you, you, we- might, you might say she's going back to her roots. No, no, you wouldn't say that. I, I would say, um, I'd Why say not, no, <laughs> no, no. I think you would say um, she's all sexy. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that did not deserve an oh nice. Okay, <laughs> uh, her weaknesses are. She's uh, vulnerable to darkness as she requires solar energy to live because, I mean, she's literally a plant lady. So she's vulnerable to that. So just throw her into a dark cave and she's fucked. Jesus. I like how she's vulnerable to... Just stay inside. Yeah, she's vulnerable to darkness and her enemy is Batman, who is... He's all darkness. That's his his thing. Operates... Well, maybe her enemy is Patches Malone. <laughs> oh fuck! Don't get me started on Patches. He's a dangerous gambler. Oh, he's a car. Oh, don't get me started. He always has an ace up his sleeve, literally. Um, it's officially Matches Malone, by the way. <laughs> he matches. It's matches. That's why I said. Um, she also has mental instabilities because I mean, this might surprise you, but the lady who wants to kill everyone, not that sane. She's not down with the kids. Really? Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. Mm. And I uh, don't buy it. <laughs> I think she's misunderstood. So, and the last bit of trivia, I just have this tiny bit of trivia for no reason. Uh, Poison Ivy was Supergirl's first kiss. I don't know what that means. Well, I know what it means, but I don't know what that has anything to do with context. But that was a, the only bit of trivia I could find based on this fucking character. So, there you go. That's Poison Ivy. This is Hero Zero. Sean, what did you think? I think that's a great character. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know half of that because it, it was mainly just I watched Batman and Robin once. Yeah, and she's I didn't way think cooler. She was that great. She's way she's cooler. Way cooler. Yeah. The um. Oh, also, she was in one of the Arkham games, wasn't she? 
Yes, she's actually in all the Arkham games. She's in she's in Arkham Knight anyway for definite. She's a big part of the storyline in that, and I'm pretty sure she's in Arkham Asylum. She's in all three. Ah, well, that makes sense if she's such a big villain. But she's cool in those, I remember. Yeah, um, as I said, she's a bit of a different villain in that she has an agenda. And, like, that's really good. That's a good thing to have. Yeah, she knows what she's working towards. She's not, she's she's not, not just out for chaos. No, like, she's not the Joker or Harley. And that's why her and Harley's friendship is so cool. Because they're the complete opposites of the spectrum. Whereas Ivy is very controlled. And she's like, we need to do this, this and this. Harley's all over the place. So it kind of works. That's why they work together all the time. Because they have both ends of the spectrum, as I said. Yeah, exactly. So And they're... Um, she's in the upcoming film, isn't she? Uh, in Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, that's a... No, I, I don't... I, I, I actually don't know that. Is she is she in it? I actually don't know. I, I didn't hear anything about her being cast. All I know is she was in Birds of Prey in the comic book. So, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm getting confused. That people were just saying who's in the Birds of Prey. Yeah, she she has been in them with uh, Catwoman. And uh, she was talking to Zatanna as well. And, and Harley was in Birds of Prey as well. Uh, but then, of course, she went back to the Joker. Because... As she's one to do. Uh, so I think we need to wrap Classic. it up. We, we've actually been going over like half an hour. Well, there's a lot to cover, Colin. There, there was a cover. lot. I had to cover that whole episode of House and Garden. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you did it very well, might I add. Do, do you want to take us out there, Sean? Yes, thank you very much, everyone, for watching. Or I, Every week I say watching. Thank yeah. you for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. It's been a great report. Uh, be sure to tune in next week where I will be covering a Hero or Zero. Please, can you make me a promise? Probably. Yeah. Could you do some character that doesn't involve anything to do with space? Oh, gee. Okay, I have just the character. Oh, no. <laughs> I have just the character. Batman. <laughs> Nightwing. <laughs> no! Um, <laughs> Uh, we uh, thank you very much for listening. We uh, are on Spotify, iTunes, Castbox, Podbean, uh, Player FM, and basically anywhere you can listen to podcasts. If you're listening on iTunes, we would very much appreciate a rating and a review, which helps spread the podcast around. But uh, ultimately, just tell one human about the podcast. You can follow us on uh, Twitter uh, at Heroes for Your Pod as well. Yeah, you can of course. And Facebook, Here's for Hire Podcast. All that stuff. Uh, uh, Instagram, Here's for Hire Podcast. And Twitter, Heroes, at Heroes for Hire Pod, but the four is the number four. Is that correct? That is correct. I just said that like 10 seconds ago. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> well, look. No, no, I think you should follow us on Twitter, at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is a number four. Do you think if but we said that? The few important thing I... to remember yeah, here is that our Twitter. Yeah. Is at Heroes for Hire Pod. Sorry, could you say that but again? Four say, is I'm writing the number it down. four. I'm writing it down here. Four <laughs> is the number. Okay, that's good. Four, yeah. number yeah. four. Oh, well, that's there good, yeah. Go. That's Thank good, you yeah. very much. I'll give you a follow. So. You can email us either. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. do, thanks. It'll all be in the description. <laughs> yeah, why are we doing this? It's all in the description. Tell one friend. I just dropped my pen. You can tune in on Mondays for Movie Mondays, Wednesdays for Weird News Wednesdays, and next week for Heroes for Hire, Sean will be back talking all of some sort of hero. Probably something well, to do with space. It's probably something shit. No rubber lips. That's it what won't I'll tell be you. shit and it won't be space. 
Ooh. Oddball. Uh, <laughs> again. <laughs> okay, we'll see you all next week, guys. See you next week. Bye.